and welcome to a very exciting video edition of the School Safety Free Period Podcast. I'm Amanda Klinger. And I'm Dr. Amy Klinger. And we are with the Educator School Safety Network. And if you always wondered what we look like, now you know. Yeah, and if you want and to put I a face apologize. to a voice. It's a little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, so if you're familiar with the school safety free period, it's where we talk about things from the news that are almost too absurd to be true, but they're true, and we talk about them, and then we have a little bit of a takeaway. So some of you may be listening on your regular podcast, mm-hmm. so that's awesome. You can't see us. And you can't waving. see us, but we're waving. But we're also piloting, and this is sort of the maiden voyage of a video version as well. Um, but if you're listening on the podcast, it will be the same. It's just you'll miss... The uh, facial expressions and back I, and forth, but yeah, if I have to, if I'm supposed to be keeping a straight face, yeah, that'll be good. It, I won't be. So. All right, so let's get started. I so I have a couple things uh, today. So now you know. Remember, in the the free period, we're a little bit more informal. Mm-hmm. It's uh, some of the absurd, kind of ridiculous, a little bit funny things that tend to happen in the arena of schools and have implications for school safety. So I want to start out with, this one happened a little while ago, but I think the takeaway is is worth uh, talking about. So this is a high school in New York State um, that had a threat, as we know happens quite often, unfortunately, in schools. And they were in lockdown for this threat. Um, There was the potential. um, Someone had indicated a threat of perhaps bringing a gun to school. So there was nothing specifically happening. Um, but there was this alleged threat. Mm-hmm. And so they went into lockdown for six hours. Uh, <laughs> See, this I don't know how we can do this as a video, because if it's just the audio, I... Right. Oh, okay. So um, for they, six hours? they went into lockdown for six hours while police investigated the threat. So the threat comes in, we put everyone to, in, into lockdown, and we investigate the threat. Now, that in and of itself... Is not so terrible. How many hours is even a normal school day? About six hours. Jeez. But, you okay. know, you eliminated the whole having to change classes, hassles, you know, that sort of a thing. Okay. I mean, to be honest, my, you know, biggest nightmare as an educator would be to stop, be stuck with my first period class for six hours, yeah. which maybe is not a popular thing to say on video or audio. But, so they were in lockdown for six hours. Um, they had to use the trash cans as toilets because they were in lockdown for six hours. They were in lockdown, like, in their room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one particular upset That's my parent, own personal nightmare. Kids peeing in trash cans for six hours. One particular upset parent said that the her son, that they were peeing in garbage cans. Um, and she is thinking <laughs> about filing a lawsuit based on false imprisonment. A, vi- a violation a of their civil rights holding the, his her son hostage because they're on lockdown. That's a bit of a stretch, but I uh, mean, I'm not surprised well, someone's filing you know, a lawsuit. And so there, there is, there's a lot that sort of happened after that. Um, I do want to quote the superintendent who says, credit to the police officer, everyone that was there helping. I think they did a phenomenal job. But at the same time, I feel what they did could have been done in a more efficient manner. Uh, it seemed to be a bit too drawn out and ridiculous at that point. So we have a six-hour lockdown while police investigate. So that just kind of really speaks to this 
dilemma that schools find themselves in. You've got a threat. you got to do something about it. You can't ignore it. But on the other hand, there's got to be a point where you're in hour five. And my biggest concern, frankly, yeah. is not even discussed in the article. My biggest concern is, did those kids for six hours think there was an We're active shooting? Die. Did yeah. they think they were sitting in well, Columbine or, I would, you know, Stoneman Douglas High School for six hours? Because I, I that's suspect, a trauma. I would suspect they didn't think that because if the if the basis of the lawsuit is that they were falsely imprisoned and they were peeing in trash Well, that's cans, what you're saying now. But you don't know at the time what they were thinking and what information they were given. If they thought that they were an active shooter for six hours, that would be in this news article. Well, uh, but that may be true, too. I, I just... It, you know, it's interesting because we, we see so many of these threats and we see so much of this and you see, you know, people that are, and you read all the time of folks who are in lockdowns for really long periods of time uh, unnecessarily and the trauma that that can cause for students. This is, that's a pretty incredible one. I don't know and I am familiar with one where they clearly as you, as you can hours. anticipate there was a lot of fallout. I'm sure. They had a lot of upset parents. They had a lot of different issues afterwards in terms of, you know, criticism of the police, criticism of the school, mm-hmm. um, parent forums, all kinds of things. So I guess the takeaway uh, is that, you know, we need to, and and I think that, that I understand the rationale, and we were just recently told this by a law enforcement person at a training that said, if it takes six hours, it takes six hours. We're just going to have to deal with it. You have to understand, we're not talking about someone being inconvenienced sitting at their right. desk for six hours. Right. You're talking about kids believing that there is something awful, terrible, right. potentially life-threatening right. happening. Maybe not for six hours, but how about for two hours or three hours? Right. That's enough. Well, and that, that will impact their preparedness for other things moving forward. Sure. Because now if they have something where they need to go into a lockdown... Who's going to believe it? Maybe not for something that's life or death, but they need to respond People are going to go, oh, this is like last time. And I understand if you're hours. searching for a weapon, you've got somebody on the loose. Right. Dr- but if you have the threat of a gun, which happens 10 to 12 times every single day in mm-hmm. the United States, mm-hmm. if every school that received a threat like that went into lockdown for the entire day while they leisurely investigated, you would have no school and no instruction happen. To me, so it, why not have just canceled school then? Yeah. Send the and kids just home. Send the kids home if you yeah. couldn't. Yeah. To me, it seems like the falling down point was was probably somewhere the interaction between the law enforcement officials and the school folks because it it sounds like the the superintendent at least in this article saying well they could have been doing their work a little bit quicker. That sounds to me like maybe he's trying to intimate that the law enforcement said you need to be in lockdown the whole time while we're while we're investigating yeah. the threat, which is atypical of what we see, you know, what you said, if we're searching for a weapon or we think that there's an active shooter, yeah, we're going into lockdown until the situation gets resolved, but when something like this word is just a threat. Yeah. And we don't and not minimizing people... that, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay, so now we have another one. We have this one where a student reports a potential school threat, uh, school shooting threat. Happens Serious all the time. business. Serious business. Um, based on, and well, let me see if I can tell this in the right way. So they investigate. The district officials say there's no evidence supporting a credible threat. Okay. They issue a statement. All the schools in the area will operate according to their normal schedules. Okay. Um, the little twist here is that the prediction was based on a prediction made by an Ouija board. What? So, you know what a Ouija board is? <laughs> yeah. Right? So they're doing the Ouija board. And the Ouija could... board said... The Ouija board predicts a school... Just turn that, turn that off and we'll start over. Okay. Sorry, Uncle Mark. Go ahead. So, wait. The, the Ouija board said, I'm going to commit a school shooting. Well, it said there was going to be one. I don't know that it... I'm not that familiar with Ouija board, so I don't know. Is the Ouija board speaking as itself? I don't know. 
or is it channeling you like if your hand is on it? But I think we all I have our hands on it together. The, I think does, the and pretense, my bigger question is, does anyone even have... Well, clearly people do have I think the pretense is probably but, like on the iPad or something. I think the pretense of the Ouija board... <laughs> digital Ouija board. I think the pretense of the Ouija board is that you are channeling a spirit. Or a boy you have a crush on. I don't remember. So was somebody was... Someone was... Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now let's move on. So this one didn't even take place in a school, but it's just too good. So this We're is really a situation. The definition of school this is a situation period. in Louisiana where a guy goes into a restaurant, um, asks, heads into the kitchen, asks the manager what time the place closes. Um, he said, "You should close right now because I'm going to get a bomb and blow this place up." Supposedly is what he said. But in reality, after they charged him with making a bomb threat, he said that he was going to blow the bathroom up, as in having a bowel movement. <laughs> So, <laughs> this was at a chicken shack. Uh, so he was he it's an indictment of the cooking, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> so he was charged, and so I guess if we have to come with the takeaway, but I just think it's funny where you go. What time are you closing? I'm gonna go blow up the bathroom. <laughs> I think that is kind of funny, which I'm sure was frightening for those people at the moment. But it does sort of lend some of the discussion that we have about vernacular and mm -hmm. slang terms mm -hmm. and what are the issues with you know saying and i'm not sure that if you say i'm gonna blow the bathroom up that i'm immediately understand what you mean gonna go to bomb but maybe um so yeah, yeah. i just thought that was just thought i'd throw that one in because it's only a matter of time till a kid says that yeah well i think you know we talk a lot we've talked a lot on this on this podcast before about the software that people use the social media monitor yes. like you know these carnitas of the bomb that it, right there that is the problem exemplified and i'm sure those those people who heard like him say, say that say, were i probably... need the pass cuz i'm going to go blow up the bathroom i mean because really what else are you going to say that's going to sound it's going to be gross, whatever else you would try to say. How about just, I'd like to use the restroom, please? I mean, does it need to be so descriptive? <laughs> but if you're trying to indicate the urgency. <laughs> like, oh, you want a bathroom pass? How bad do you want Tell it? Tell me, what do you think? How bad do you want it? I mean, isn't it kind I'm of just like, saying, you know, I'd like to use the restroom, please? I mean, all the really... teachers out there are going, yep, I don't know how many times I've received way too much information about what someone wants the bathroom pass for. Kids are gross. Okay, so now we have um, our last one. Last one, this just occurred. Um, this is two middle school students. And I can't show you the the letter. I mean, I could, but I'm just going to... Well, the video people will be able to see it. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to try to be able to do that? I just have Uncle Mark do it. No, I can do it. How? So, I don't know how well you can see it, but we, we've got the letter there. Uh, we'll just go back to us, because I don't think that's going to work. Um, anyways, so... Two middle school students, he says, Jacob, uh, meet me at the basketball hoop after school. Bring no one. I will be watching you, so don't decide not to come. Is he a spy? If you do, the punishment will be worse. Possible death. You decide to run, for sure death. <laughs> Remember, I'll be watching you. And then he draws a diagram of the basketball hoops. I love it. Where he's going to be standing, where the school is, and then says, X marks the spot. Now, the English teacher in me wants to point out that there are several misspellings, critical misspellings well, in this letter, including it's about imagination, field, not and all these other ones. But I, I do. But I'm, I'm the Is reason this kid I'm reading like forward. Taylor Soldier Spy. Like, what's? I'm just laughing about. You know, it will be worse. 
possible, not possibly, but possible death. Certain. Well, you decide certain, to run for sure death. For certain not death. certain for sure death. So the whole story is about the trauma of this kid that gets the note, mm-hmm. and the kid who wrote the note who is legitimately going, I, "We're, I'm kidding. It's like we're playing spy. Like I'm playing." Oh, and, is that was yeah. that what he said? Yeah, that it was this oh. sort of circumstance where the kid le- legitimately that wrote it. Of course, now we don't know. We're not in either one of their minds. Yeah, but, but that is always the kid the- is legitimately going. I, we're we're messing around. Like you know how we're playing spy. We're playing whatever it is. I'm writing you this little note. Mm-hmm. We're gonna and the they want the kid to be suspended for doing it in a threatening statement, etc. But. Um, Actually, it ends up that they they did do an investigation and they did exact some consequence, but they didn't suspend the student. Like, mm-hmm. but it, but as much as we laugh about it, it's funny. But they're talking about this the the kid that received the letter mm-hmm. being based on the context of what's happening in the world is like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm getting death threats, and the the how kid old? Wait, how old are they're eleven. And the other 11-year-old is going, isn't that funny? Get it? I'm saying it like we're serious spies. And so it just, to hmm. me, brings out, number one, I just thought it was it was kind of funny. But it's also, you know, and they talk about that that was bullying. And That's all kinds bullying, of, yes. right. And so I just think it's interesting that you have two kids who both have legitimate reasons for being, mm-hmm. feeling upset or feeling not victimized per se, but have legitimate reasons why this was a a big deal Mm -hmm. and yet it really wasn't so yeah i just think that's that's very interesting and when we talk about humiliation based punishments and other things Mm -hmm. like that we always talk about the idea you don't know what to one person seems humiliation based or what one person seems threatening or not and you know and they bring up the thing you can't yell bomb on an airplane so why are we allowing a kid in school to say i'm going to shoot you but he doesn't use any particular he just says you know if it'll be worse possible death if you decide to run to run for sure death and so i think it sounds funnier because you're reading it like eddie Azard. i think that's i think that's why it seems funnier (laughs) i don't know i just think it's you know that they're that it's an interesting situation. Yeah. And you have to put yourself in the perspective of the educators in this situation. What do you do? Oh, I forgot to read the last sentence. I don't know if did I read it. Remember, in all caps, I'll be watching you. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's p- punctuation errors there too. But um, So it's really sort of this, how do you advocate for both of those kids? The kid yeah. that feels threatened and the kid that's like, are you kidding? We're... Five minutes yeah. ago, we were joking around. That yeah, you know? I, I do. I do wonder if there's maybe some facts that we don't totally know. Well, there's always that because either you know, to, to, you know, there would be facts that would support that this is an ongoing joke. We're playing spy. If there were facts to support that, then the, the kid thinking that they're receiving death threats starts to look a little ridiculous. Right. On the other hand, if these kids don't know each other and they aren't interacting and they clearly weren't in an ongoing game of spy. And you get a letter like that, then it does seem which more takes like a us death right threat. back so, to the notion of threat assessment. Mm-hmm. If we have to make a disciplinary decision on this, on this based on the merits point. of what is right yeah. here, yeah. we're going to have a great deal of difficulty mm-hmm. deciding which side to come down on. Mm-hmm. 
investigation and fleshing out what we know about each one of the individuals involved makes this much more easy. And the interesting thing that I didn't read in the rest of the article, but the interesting thing in the article is it is really polarized people saying, you should suspend this kid right now. He's making threats. We have to have the zero tolerance. And then the other kid, the people that are going, come on, we're getting totally ridiculous. You know what solves those two dichotomous points? You conduct an investigation and you look at all of the things surrounding those two Because there, there is no reason to make a disciplinary or a threat assessment type decision based on that data point alone. You, there are other data points in the world. So let's look at those. And, and if see, we don't have threat don't assessment, situation was, we yeah. get into this where yeah. we might as well essentially flip a coin and go, who do you like better? This kid or that kid? Instead of being able to find out what's in the best yeah. interest of both of those kids. Because both of them, frankly, need to learn a lesson from that. Yeah. And it might be variable what that lesson is, but there is a takeaway for both of those people in the school. Yeah. So there you have it. There you have it. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us on this very first exciting video episode. Um, You can always get more information and resources from us. Our website is www.eschoolsafety.org. Um, You probably, if you're watching this, you're watching it on YouTube, you can check out some of our other videos. If you are listening to this in a podcast, you can get other podcast episodes wherever you normally get your podcasts. Um, So we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can also listen to podcasts directly on our website. And if you thought we were too funny, although I don't know if we were that funny in this one, but if you th- thought we I were, think the stories were funny the stories in and of funny. themselves. Yeah. Um, if you think, you know, blowing up the bathroom, <laughs> that, that might be all it takes to say. If, if you thought this was too funny and you want a little bit more of a serious take on things, we do have our school safety news podcast that's sort of a just the facts, ma'am type situation. And then all of the other resources that we have available on our website are, are very just the facts. Um, we do a lot of research and we have resources that we try to provide and have available for schools and educators and for uh, parents as well. So uh, that website is www.eschoolsafety.org and don't hesitate to reach out with any questions. We always love to help. Till next time.